If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage. Welcome, everybody. This is Voices in Data Storage brought to you by Gigaom. I am Enrico Signoretti, and today I am here at Itachi Next 2019 with uh, Stan Stevens and Joe Amato from uh, Itachi. Hi, guys. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Great. Great. Thanks. So Stan is Director of Infrastructure Software Marketing, and uh, Joe is Director of Product Management, Virtual Storage Platforms and Program Platforms. It's a it's a very long okay, title. <laughs> so, uh, Stan, maybe you, we can start with you a short introduction about yourself and what you do in the company. Sure, Enrico, thanks. So, here we go. My team is responsible for marketing an exciting new management platform called Hitachi Ops Center, which we're announcing this week at Next. And uh, essentially what Hitachi Ops Center allows is, is to enhance and increase the value that our new hardware platform is delivering to our customers. And what about you, Joe? I'm the technical product management director for all of the core storage platforms. So that's the hardware as well as the storage OS that, and the program products that are delivered as part of, uh, part of the hardware. So we, we are here at Hitachi Next and Hitachi has evolved uh, dramatically in the last few years from being a data storage only company to be a data company. In, uh, and I'm talking about it like uh, IoT, big data, everything data, okay. But uh, looking at the announcement today, uh, sounds like that, yes, still the data storage core of the company is still there and it's very instrumental for the rest of the strategy, right? So why don't we start talking a little bit about the hardware? What is the, um, what was announced today at uh, Itachi Next? Well, actually, the announcement's going to be tomorrow. So, oh, yeah, but uh, we are going away. <laughs> so, anyway, but uh, this is our next generation uh, new design in the, the high-end uh, product line storage. Uh, it's going to be uh, the fastest storage. It's going to be the most re resilient storage. Uh, it's just going to improve every, every step of what we've done in the past. It's going to introduce uh, NVMe back-end and had significant redesigns to be able to support that and lower latency um, and have more predictable latency. We've got security improvements. It's just a, you know, a top-down, uh, you know, high-end storage, uh, uh, you know, new release. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about numbers. Uh, we talked about 21 million IOPS and uh, 70 microseconds of latency, so which is pretty impressive, I, I mean, one of the fastest of the market probably. Yeah, so the, the 21 million IOPS is, uh, you know, with what we consider, uh, you know, champion or hero numbers, but they're apples to apples comparisons from the competitors, which are, uh, you know, a random read hit type of workload. And yeah, 21 million IOPS has been, has been demonstrated. Um, The nearest competitors are 15 million, so uh, you know that gives you an indication of just how fast this thing is. The latency is as low as 70 milliseconds. Uh, excuse me, 70 microseconds. 
I remember the days, I'm dating myself, of 70 milliseconds perhaps, <laughs> uh, but 70 microseconds. Um, and, you know, that's with uh, still SAS on the front end, uh, excuse me, SAS on the back end, and fiber channel on the front end. So we haven't even gone to the, to the front end fabric, which will get us a, a few more points on there. But really the, the reason for the front end uh, NVMe over fiber channel is really about the NVMe benefits on the, on the compute side. So we don't think that that's a large storage benefit for us. It's on the roadmap of this platform, won't be a GA. Uh, you know, we have other things, S SCM, the platform is SCM ready. We're going to bring that out, uh, you know, as soon as we can, uh, when, it's, when the resiliency uh, of our implementation is there. So uh, the platform is ready for it. We're not quite, think the media is quite ready for us yet. Uh, so it's a really exciting platform. And the other thing is capacity, okay? You can, uh, going from very few terabytes up to 69 petabyte in a single platform, right? Yeah, so the 69 petabytes is with raw flash. Uh, in, if you implement that, can you implement that? Yes, we think most customers would not implement that much. And the reason for that is the limit is more like 16 petabytes with compression and pool structures and being able to do all of the data services. So to do, we still support th those legacy implementations so that the number is very, very large in what you can do in the array. But if you want to use the data services and the deduping compression and those things, the numbers are, are lower, like I said, uh, 12 to 16 petabytes. But the competitors in effective capacity can only support three or four petabytes of effective capacity. And then they more or less, you know, cap you on what you can do in the array. So we're going to scale above that and be able to do more 3x, 4x of the, of the nearest competitor. And one thing that I noted is that, uh, you know, you still support uh, uh, hard drives in the same platform. So it's uh, an hybrid. You can do old flash or hybrid or even uh, tiering to the cloud in the same platform, okay. Do you think that many customers will use uh, hard drives in these new platforms? Yes, um, we do. Um, how long that's going to last, uh, it remains to be seen. But there are still uh, very cost-effective implementations where the hard disk drives are, are the lowest cost, especially when you put dedupe and compression on top of it. If the workloads are right, the use cases fit, uh, it's the most economical solution. So we think that those are still going to be a differentiator for us in the hybrid configuration. You have the choice of do you want to be all flash NVMe? Do you want to be all flash SSD? Do you want to be uh, SAS and NVMe intermix? On the SAS side, you can be hybrid with HDD. So we support an unparalleled amount of use cases in, a, in the same platform, the same software. We don't cause you to have to choose different platforms for different implementations. So it's flexibility. Flexibility, you got the word, very good. And the, another impressive number is eight nines of availability, right? Yes, so the, the eight nines is very impressive because um, the previous platform had no single point of failures and you know was a bulletproof platform. However, we've taken it to the next level which is why there was no single point of failure in the existing ray, in certain situations where you had a maintenance event or you had a scheduled upgrade, there were situations where during those maintenance events or upgrades, you had to more or less expose yourself to a potential failure. 
We've now made this plan and we've tightened up all of those places with resiliency to be able to support you during scheduled maintenance or unscheduled maintenance, uh, you know, repairs and so on, and be able to restore the resiliency. So going from six nines in a, in a two controller, in a low end of this product will be six nines. Our current high end goes to seven nines. This is, this is really, really taking out all of those places to get you to eight nines. I had one customer tell me, I'm tired of talking nines, I want 1.00. <laughs> and I said, well, you're gonna be a little disappointed, but not that much. <laughs> Incredible. And um, the other side of the story is software. I mean, somebody today defined the icing on the cake. What is the reason about that? Well, I can tell you that as impressive as the 5000 is, there's a lot of innovation in that architecture. And what we want to do from a software perspective is increase the value, take advantage of the innovation inside that architecture and take it to the next level and help customers increase the value as well as help them to also address the operational efficiencies, make sure that we're driving greater efficiencies for our customers. How are we doing that? Well, OpCenter is an integrated platform and it's going to take advantage of common services, going to take advantage of common authentication and security, single sign-on. So if you look at it from the perspective of, so what is this single platform that we're talking about, this integrated management? There's four key components that we're leveraging and helping our customers with. The first is uh, Hitachi Ops Center Administrator. So if you want to go and configure and administrate your, your, your uh, VSP 5000, as well as the legacy VSPs, You have that capability to do that through administrator. So the platform is compatible with new products and uh, legacy. And legacy. Okay, Absolutely. Very good. Now, if you want to take it to the next level and you want to start monitoring your infrastructure, you want to monitor the VSP storage arrays, you want to monitor the entire data path, Hitachi Ops Center Analyzer is going to give you that ability to do that. Okay, so now you can take a look at some of the performance statistics, capacity statistics, and you can look at just beyond the storage and look at what's happening in the entire data path. That's the second component. Third component is, okay, now that you have collected that data and you're looking at some potential alerts, how do you remediate those? How do you take action against those? That's where Hitachi Ops Center Automator comes into play. Okay, so now you could take a look at, okay, I have an alert that just went off. I've got a couple actions, I've got an action that I can go ahead and take. I can go in and remediate that with Atachi Ops Center Automator. However, the other thing that Automator brings, and this is a great, great value to ESP 5000, is to automate things like storage provisioning. Okay, how do we take and build in a service template that says if I'm running out of capacity of a VSP 5000 pool or volume, through Automator I could auto-expand that pool based on, again, some of the statistics we're getting through Analyzer. The fourth area is data copy management. So that is HDID and we're rebranding that uh, down the path. Again, all of these together come on a common platform. The last thing I just want to mention about it is, does a customer have to take advantage of all those? No, they'll get it then based on what they want to start with. If they just want to start with basic configuration administration, they'll enable a license for administrator and then they can take it from there. And as long as they have the appropriate license, they can go and use one or more of those components. So that's really delivering and extending the value within the environment for our customers. That's why we're so excited about it. So at the end of the day, these two products come together. I mean, uh, it's difficult to think about a customer picking up the VSP uh, 5000 and not choosing the, the management platform, right? 
Actually, Enrico, you'll see during this week as you're here that we actually have a customer that will be getting on stage talking about how they, they tested the uh, VSP 5000 and they also utilized Automator to provision this, to, to automate the provisioning their storage. And we'll be talking about the efficiencies that they've gained through that. And it's tremendous efficiencies. And why is that a value? Because if you think about it from what IT struggles with today, most companies are still complaining that their, their staff is overburdened. They just don't have enough staff to do what they need to do. Even if they just take advantage of the automation capabilities with the new VSP 5000, it's going to free up a lot of hours and a lot of labor dollars for them to be able to reinvest in other areas. So you're talking about VSP and legacy products from, from Hitachi. Uh, is the product ready or will it be ready in the future to manage you know, a larger part of the infrastructure? I mean, also the, the, the networking uh, switches as well as maybe other storage vendor That's a great question, Enrico. Actually, today, because we manage, we monitor the entire data path, whether it's Hitachi storage, whether it's back-end storage connected to the VSP 5000s or the legacy, whether it's Cisco or Brocade SAN switches, whether it's virtual environments from VMware, Microsoft, KVM, we can, we can monitor that entire data path. We can tell you that if there's going to be performance issues on a SAN switch port. And again, through Automator, we can actually start moving lines as an example, from an 8-gig port up to a 16-gig port. And if that's automated, again, we have customers that are taking advantage of that today. If I, if I may, let me just say, you kind of said it all along, but these are very complementary components to each other. The thing that we like from the platform side about the software is it makes it easier to consume. If the customer can't consume it, it could be the greatest platform in the world. They have to consume it. And the value that these enhancements give is they give an ROI value, time to ROI. So they, 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 they buy the platform and they have the time to ROI. If it takes you too long to be able to get the return on the investment, it's just a, it's just a disadvantage. That's why we're so excited about this and you know, work so much together. And then the other thing is maintain the investment of the customer. So... This supports the platforms that are on the floor as well, right? So uh, it's just an all-around complementary value add. And on the other side, again, uh, we saw a very, very long roadmap. I mean, the, yeah, the, product, the product is new, so it's pretty uh, normal to have a, a long roadmap uh, ahead of this product. But we're talking about new flash module, new VME modules, and uh, SCM modules, smarter modules also. Okay, can you give us uh, a few hints on what is going to happen to this hardware platform in the next couple of years? I think the, in, in the first year, there's still going to be some new media, NVM, more, den more dense NVMe media. Then we'll have the uh, software upgrade that you can do on the existing 32 gig fiber channel uh, ports. You'll be able to upgrade those to be able to support NVMe front end over fiber channel with a software change. Um, beyond that, we're looking at enhancements to the, uh, uh, what we call right now internally virtual clone, the ability to have a, an improved snapshot product. Um, so we're looking at that. We're still looking at uh, security enhancements. So we're going to have uh, media-aligned sanitization that helps the compliance 
the idea that uh, when when a module of flash is is needs to be repaired and returned it'll automatically be crypto erased at the media level so there's no risk to the customers they can have compliance we're going to have uh, we've signed a strategic agreement um, with Cryptsoft, so we're going to be able to do things like allow customers who have third-party key management for encryption. We're going to be able to change them or allow them to change their third-party, uh, you know, crypto management. Uh, it's also going to give us a faster time to market in qualifying new key management systems because we'll be aligned with crypto uh, with with Cryptsoft. Um, so I think I think there's a lot on the roadmap here, and then we have to talk about what will be on the roadmap for adding heterogeneous modules into the configuration for enhanced migration and refresh. Uh, that's, you know, stuff that we're looking at. Um, so I, I think it's got a very exciting uh, roadmap ahead of it. So let us get back to work and start <laughs> doing more, okay? <laughs> and what about the software side? So I think that's a great question. I think if you take a look today at how we're leveraging AI and ML, it's multi-layered. If you think about it, there's embedded AI and ML in the VSP 5000. We have AI and ML that we're leveraging from a telemetry data perspective. Okay, it would make sense for us to now extend that and take a look at how we're going to leverage that by, by providing a platform, could be cloud-based, that again gathers all the data from a support perspective on the entire VSP environment. Again, to help our customers understand when do they need to upgrade firmware, when do they need to upgrade disk. So that's coming down the path, but again, that's more longer term. I think the other thing that we're working on now that I was remiss in, in mentioning was it's great that we're providing this monitoring tool through IT analytics on a, on a single data center, but we also have the capability now to do that across multiple data centers. So again, this common dashboard that will bring in and collect data from multiple data centers, so that now you can take a look at where are errors happening within your environment. Is there an issue that's happening in Dallas that you need to address? And being able to drill down now locally and, again, remediate that through automation. So these are just some of the things that we're doing moving forward. Some we have today, some we're working on down the road. But for us, again, it's really leveraging AI and ML. And, again, this multi-layered approach, in my opinion, is kind of what separates us, I think, from some of the other options that are out there today. So we're talking about other software, how they collaborate together to make you know your life better, life as a storage administration at least. But uh, we didn't talk about the type of customer that are you targeting with uh, uh, with this product. I mean, usually the VSP is targeted to the very high end, you know, financial banking, this kind of customers, government, and so on. So uh, are we still in the same? Uh, uh, ballpark is this new product a little bit different than the, uh, than in the past. So, first of all, we have a, a an entry level to this platform that has a little bit less on resiliency, but then can do the full upgrade with data in place of the whole line. So uh, you can scale up, if you will, and then scale out. So that's good. But you asked the question about who the type of customer is, and at the end of the day. You mentioned at the very outset of this, uh, this podcast that there's been a, a transition or a growth in Hitachi to spread our wings into actually focusing on the data. Uh, we are very much looking at uh, this platform being able to support more tier two, uh, mode two applications, have the speed to deal with analytics applications. Uh, so 
the type of customer that we're going after now has to be able to support the other side of the business with core to edge, edge to core to cloud, I should say, uh, and be able to support that model and do the analytics work and so on. You know, as you said, we're not, we never really meant to say that we were moving away from data. Uh, this infrastructure is, in fact, the foundation that the rest of the company, you know, is built on. And so I think we are looking very much to, to look at different customers as we move forward, as well as expand into a different areas of our existing customers, for sure. Yep. And I think from a software perspective, one common theme you'll see from us is, and, and we hear it from every customer, it doesn't matter if it's very large enterprise or mid-market, they all want to understand how they can accelerate automation. They want to be able to use automation to, again, drive better efficiencies in their IT. So what you'll see from us is really this push around that. And one of the things that we've leveraged recently and we announced is an automator starter pack. And again, not to get into a lot of details, Enrico, but this really provides customers that need help with going in there and just starting very small with deploying just one piece of automation to get them off the ground. Why that is important for IT organizations, as soon as they could start seeing the value, seeing how many hours and dollars they're saving in, in, in staff time, now they can bring that back into their management and say, listen, we need to do more of this. Now, why is that important? Because again, this also gives our partners the opportunity to take advantage of some of these services. So again, it's, it's the marriage of the hardware and software together that's being able to go out there and unlock more and more opportunities for us. Fantastic. Stan, Joe, thank you very much for your time. This was a very insightful uh, episode on uh, the new hardware launch here and next, as well as the software layer that makes it you know, uh, so compelling. And uh, I think that if you want to find more about these new products, uh, itachivantara.com is the right place to go, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We have a brand new website that we just launched, as a matter of fact, uh, to support all of this. So they can go out there and, and look at the VSP 5000 or Hitachi Ops Center right on. There's landing pages right on our website. Okay, fantastic. Thank you again. Thank and you, Enrico. Thank you, Enrico. Really if you enjoyed this episode of Voices and Data Storage, please check out the other ones. Unstructured data management is the focus of a report Enrico wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.